Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. Stanley Tukey Williams, the 51-year-old co-founder of the notorious Crips gang, died by lethal injection at San Quentin this week after uh, spending over 20 years in prison for committing many, many crimes. Now, the thing about capital punishment is there's so many problems with the whole concept justice. What is justice? I mean, if you go to the strict definition, justice, just behavior, a concern for justice, peace, a genuine respect for people, a genuine respect for people, based on or behaving according to what is morally right and fair. Injustice is what is morally right ever to take a life for a life. It's, it's, I don't know the answer. I'm just, it's a question. We condemn the public hangings in Riyadh, but are we any better? They may not be as public. They're certainly permanent. They're certainly as permanent. They're certainly as barbaric. Is it better or different to use lethal injection versus hanging? They're still dead, and somebody still perpetrated that death upon that person. I can't even imagine the pain, the loss, the suffering, the anguish of having a near and dear loved one be brutally murdered. I don't want to ever have to imagine it, and I hope I never do. But I have a pretty good imagination. And we all do. All one has to do is read an account of one of these particularly gruesome crimes, and the vengeance wells in your body. It reminds me of the, the vendetta wars that happened in Italy. This one killed that one. They said, I killed you, you killed him, he killed my brother, I'm going to kill him. Nobody wins. Just like in war. Nobody wins. Thou shalt not kill. If you believe any of this stuff, and so many people do because most of the wars that have ever been fought on this planet revolve around the religious tenets involved in the way people ought and ought not to live. So if you put any value in these books and take any of it, it's pretty straightforward. Thou shalt not kill. To kill in vengeance as punishment, some kind of a, a relief of bereavement, is ridiculous. And I wonder sometimes if 
the whole concept of killing in this way is just leads to to more bad energy somebody was interviewing Timothy McVeigh and they asked him you know did you think it was all right to to kill 168 people when you bombed the uh, building in Oklahoma City and his response was something like well if if we if we follow what our government does and we watch how our government behaves then war is a viable option for demonstration killing is a viable option to behavior modification the federal government sanctions killing then the federal government sanctions killing it's a it's almost a do as I say not as I do situation and it's uh, it's a conundrum it really is all of these things go back way 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 back to Babylonia and it's actually kind of interesting because the whole concept of justice and rules and whatnot stem from the code of Hammurabi and some of the great mythological kings Mesopotamia the modern Iraq and Babylon is the birth of this biblical concept of laws and thou shalt not kill thou shalt not steal all this stuff and all the way back then their response to thou shalt not kill is if you kill we'll kill you 2000 something years later it's still not working if it's not a deterrent and people like Timothy McVeigh view these kinds of responses as a way of behavior in response to their own situations then the federal government is being a really bad role model I don't know what you do with people who are heartless hardened criminals really violent ill mentally ill minds I don't know what you do with people like that I don't know that incarceration is useful either I don't think it's a deterrent I think people who are sick and have illness in their minds will do terrible things and it won't be a deterrent but it will certainly keep society safe if they are incarcerated some of the crimes that are committed by persons who are not mentally deranged although if you're committing crimes and aren't living in society perhaps you are mentally deranged they're social issues they're social issues whose roots are in politics and government and how people of different races and religions and upbringings are treated in society and those roots are 
are very, very deep, and I think that they're much more influential than people are willing to acknowledge. If a child grows up in a violent home, the learned behavior is violence. Now, back to Stanley Tukey Williams for a minute. The whole issue begs the question, why was he a founder of a gang in the first place? What social situation precipitated his need for gang violence, to be in a place where he had to assert his power in order to feel safe? I don't know the answer. It's a question. So, you know, that's a really deep underlying question. Now, my understanding of his story is that he was tried, he went to prison, he may or may not have committed the crime that he was accused of. He professed his innocence till the day he died. Um, However, there's no question that he was involved and in attendance at the time when a number of murders were committed and so by virtue of the fact that he was there he was guilty. That's the way the system works. Being an accomplice is just as well as being the actual trigger guy and so he was sent to prison and was on death row. Now in the 20-some years that he was on death row he made a very strong personal transformation and decided to take the knowledge and information that he had from this experience of being a criminal, of living this gang life, to write books, to try and speak to people, especially at-risk youth, and and try and turn this around. He was nominated a, a number of times for the Nobel Peace Prize. Now, of course, I don't know all of the details of that. Many, many people were supporting his request for clemency. And the request for clemency doesn't mean, oh, get out of jail free ticket. It just means that they would spare his life. And it seems to me in this particular case, sparing the life of this man was in the better interest of society than taking the life of this man. Violence begets violence. Vengeance begets vengeance. Evil begets evil. And nothing good can come of that kind of tit-for-tat. There probably wasn't another individual working in the area of trying to rehabilitate at-risk youth that could really understand in the way that he did the power and allure of the gang mentality. And instead of taking the life out of anger and vengeance, it may have been better for society to have taken his knowledge and experience and worked with him to stop this stem of violence, to 
go to the root of these social issues and really discuss how this guy got to where he was and how, as a society, we could stop other people from getting to that place. I have a lot to say on this issue, and it's getting long, so I'm going to stop here and continue tomorrow with some more about this line of thinking, because I really do have a lot to say. And tomorrow I'm going to talk a little bit about prison and the populations of our prisons. So come on down, drop me a note, let me know what you think. I would really love to know, and, um, and tune in tomorrow for part two. Until then, this is Ellen Iron Dove, signing out.